story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Storytime with Mama G, the podcast. Before we get started, don't forget you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You just need to search for at Mama G Stories, and I do love to hear from you. So leave comments, send me your reviews, and all of that. And also, whilst we're talking about reviews, don't forget to review the podcast on what Ever podcast app you listen to because it's all very helpful especially if you're being nice then it makes my ego feel good and we all love that don't we well I think we should get on with the story now this is a story that I wrote quite recently for one of my Facebook lives because a few of the Facebook lives I've done this year have taken us to explore foreign climes because we're still in lockdown here in the UK so we can't go on our holly bobs so one day we went to Australia and I found out about a fantastic Australian folklore story called a fishy story and this is my version of that story and I very uniquely called it a fishy tale that really claims it as my own, doesn't it? Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. This is a little-known fact. But fish haven't always been fish. Okay, they have. But they haven't always been fish like we know fish. Fish haven't always lived underwater. Oh no, that's a fish myth. Or a fifth myth. <laughs> oh, or a fish mish, if you will. <laughs> no, fish used to live in the middle of a great big island called Australia. Right in the middle of it, they lived in tribes, and they hunted with spears and everything. <laughs> Very rugged fish. I don't know how they did it, of course, because they were fish. No feet or hands, just fins. I suppose they must have had great big muscles. Anyway, this story is about how fish became fish, like the swimming kind. One day, a group of the toughest fish from the tribe went out hunting and gathering as was their wont. In this group was Thagay, the oldest fish in the tribe. Also with him were his two sons, presumably called Thugbi and Thugsi. They were joined by Benuga, who was a bony fish, Kumbal, who was a total bream, and Gudu, who was a cod. In fact, he was the codfather to Cumble's two daughters. Thank you. I'm... Well, I'm here just for the next ten minutes. It was a very hot day in Australia, as it so often is. And the fish were very quickly tired from working in the sun. 
Thugge had a look around and soon found them the perfect place to rest their scales. A great big tree next to a river. You could probably tell the rest of this story yourself, but I will persevere. The tree offered lots of shade from the sun, and the gently flowing river offered the older fish an opportunity to wonder whether they needed a wee or not, while Thug B and Thug C piled up some twigs to make a fire. When all was ready, they piled their day's food onto the fire. And as one fish fell asleep. Doesn't that sound idyllic? And it was, momentarily, until a big rain cloud rolled in overhead, looked down and thought, Ooh, I had better put out that fire. Or, of course, maybe the sound of the river had convinced the cloud that it needed the toilet. Either way, it poured with rain. Presumably, the fish weren't going to be too troubled by a spot of rain, as they were fish after all, so the water didn't bother them. But what did bother them was when they woke up and realised that their fire had gone out and their food hadn't been cooked. Thug B and Thug C jumped straight to work to try and get the fire going. They got a couple of twigs and rubbed them together. Now, this is a very good method of making fire, but not when the twigs are soggy. The two fish rubbed until their fins were frayed, but to no avail. Let me have a go, Benuga said, but he was just as bad as the two boys and Kumble wasn't much better. What were they going to do? By this point, Gudu realised that he was going to have to assume true Codfather status. He stretched out to his full length, approximately four feet, which is a good deal longer than I expected, and did what he had to do. He got rid of all the damp twigs on the bonfire and started stripping the trees of their bark. He piled the bark on the fire and knelt down using his famous fish knees to gently blow into the ashes of the previous fire. After a while, sparks started to appear. It was working! Gudu continued to blow, but as he did so, a huge wind started to build behind him. The rest of his tribe wanted to protect him from the wind, but he told them to all stand on the other side of the bonfire, for the wind was his secret power. As it happens, I totally understand Gudu's methods, because wind is also my secret power. I can use it to clear a room in 30 seconds. <laughs> True story. And Gudu's method was the right one. When all the fish moved to stand between the bonfire and the river, a gust of wind blew so hard that it ignited the fire in one swift gust. And I did say gust. Thank you. The fish jumped with delight and all hugged Gudu. Thanks to him, they weren't going to starve. Problem is, 
He hadn't quite worked out how to turn the wind off, had he? The wind kept gusting and the fire grew higher and the flames started to point at the fish menacingly. The flames were like, You fish taste best when you've been on a barbecue. Understandably, this was making the fish quite nervous. And when the final and biggest gust of wind came and caused the biggest flames to jump towards the fish, the fish took a big jump backwards and landed in the river. But they weren't in the clear yet, because the fire jumped in with them and chased them down, 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 into the depths. And that is how the fish became the fish that we all know as fish. Because when they got underwater, their lack of arms and legs suddenly made perfect sense. They found they were much quicker gliding through water than they were however they got around on land. What a wonderful way for these fish to discover that who they were was perfect by almost starving, almost being burned alive, and almost drowning. <laughs> Gosh, I hope you already know how perfect you are. That is rather a fun story, and I was very excited to discover that actually Australia has a lot of folk stories that we probably have never heard of. And I chose that story because it was the simplest. Some of the other stories had words and names in that I simply couldn't pronounce, and also animals that I've never heard of because, of course, Australia pretty much has its own ecosystem, which means that it has animals and plants down there that don't exist anywhere else in the world. Isn't that incredible? And it turns out they have stories, too, that don't exist anywhere else in the world. But talking about stories, I think it might be time for the book of the week. This week's book of the week is a sequel to a book that has already been featured as a book of the week. Uh, also, the author of these two books uh, made a guest appearance on Mama G's Family Pride Party back in July 2020, talking about the characters and why they decided to write the book and why they thought this type of book was important to younger readers. Now, the book that I am talking of right now is called I'm a Gay Wizard 
in the city of the Nightmare King, and it is part of the I'm a Gay Wizard series. It's published by Wattpad Books and written by V.S. Santoni, and it is for the teen audience, let's say. It is a fantasy book. It's rather exciting. I'm a Gay Wizard followed Alison and Johnny as they got spirited away from their lives in Chicago to go to a wizard school and harness their magic powers. But everything in this school wasn't quite as it seemed. Now, Alison is a trans person and Johnny is gay and they meet some rather lovely people at the school that they go to. And Johnny, in particular, meets a jock called Hunter, and they fall in love. And it is quite the adventure that they go on, trying to understand what's happening at this school. The end of the first book is ever so dramatic. It's going to be a great film when that happens. And the second book follows in a similar vein, but it starts off ever so gently, and it's very very disorientating and you think oh dear I don't know if I know what's going on and then it turns out the characters don't know what's going on either and I think that's very clever actually because it made me feel the same way that the characters felt but it's really picked up pace and it's got very exciting I've not quite finished yet I'm near the end but as it's LGBT history month here in the UK I wanted to make very sure that I told you all about this book it the second book, I have to say, is very theatrical, which I'm really enjoying. And they find themselves in this rather wonderful dreamland that just moulds and changes around them, just like our dreams do, which means they always find themselves in these incredible circumstances and scenarios. And I am finding the book absolutely thrilling. It's so exciting. And I do believe that there is a third book on the way. So if you haven't read I'm a Gay Wizard and uh, in the, oh, I've forgotten the name, mostly of me, in the city of the Nightmare King, then do be sure to head to Wattpad Books and find your own copies because they are incredible. V.S. Santoni's imagination is something to behold. I don't quite know how they do it. I wish I had the imagination that they do. Um, go and find the I'm a Gay Wizard series of books. You are going to absolutely love them. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Storytime with Mama G. Don't forget that any of the books that I've recommended, well, most of the books that I recommend as a book of the week, are available to purchase through my bookshop.org affiliate page. So head to bookshop.org, find me, and then you'll see I have many, many, many reading lists up there where you can purchase books, support your local independent bookstore, and support me at the same time. Oh gosh, how exciting. And of course, the link to those shops will be in the description of this podcast too. Now, if you are listening this on Friday, the 19th of February, then tomorrow, 
February the 20th is my big day because it's my big show telling tales on telly, live streaming from the Stanley Arts in London and supporting venues around the country. So you still have time to buy tickets. It's 2 p.m. UK time. You can, of course, watch from wherever you are in the world because it's being live streamed via Zoom. So do head to the websites of the venues that we are supporting with the show and book your tickets. If you need the links, they are, of course, in the description of this podcast. Also, don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories. Thank you for joining me. I will see you all next week. Goodbye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with